Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the Monster Right to Pilot Podcast, a podcast that's hosted by me, Brandon. It's Thursday, which means it's time for the sports talk, where the sports talk is had and the talk of sports is going down. It's going down tonight, son. Oh, my God. It's the sports talk time. That's right, a podcast where Brandon talks about sports. It's ridiculous. It's something he's been doing. This isn't shocking at all. I'm overhyping this. It's not much of a show going on with the crew season over. So we got, you know, Liverpool stuff to talk about. We do have a little MLS stuff to talk about. I'll go over the Premier League. That's really just about it. I don't think I had anything else, did I? I feel like, once again, I need to start running down sports like like the actual sports talk segments in my mind about what's going on. I'm like, oh, I need to talk about that. And then I forget. But whatever, man. Um, if you have liked what you've heard, spread the good word anywhere podcasts are available. You can find Monster Eat the Pilot. You can watch a video on Spotify if you're so inclined to. If you feel like watching Brandon in sexy red lighting, you can do that. Ooh, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Dastardly dog here, man. What's up? <laughs> oh, God. What a show. Um... If you want to check me out, go find uh, the LFC Transfer Room was on Star Stripes Anfield Nights, uh, the American show, every Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 o'clock for you limeys, uh, was at 6 o'clock for you West Coast elites, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's great, always great chats to have, you know, it was a good show, always fun, and I don't have a good Christmas hat, so I had to wear my crew one, and I felt bad, and I was like, man, this is a Liverpool shirt, I gotta wear my crew hat. Whatever, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, whatever. So I bought some more Liverpool stuff today because I really don't have that much. Like in the grand scheme of things, most of them too fat to wear some of the old stuff, you know? Um, yeah, but the, the, the where, where am I at? This is sports talk. I guess that was kind of sports talk. Um, I do have a lot of the old episodes are ready to go. Um, I think like almost 20 of them. They will be uploaded on Christmas Day at noon. You'll get probably some notifications that new episodes are dropped. Uh, it's just the re-uploads. I still have like 20 to go or something like that. There's two episodes that, uh, one, I can't get anymore. I can't uh, like uh, restore it because it's not in Riverside for some reason. I have no idea why um, I can't get it. And then there's um, one episode that Spotify for Podcasters pulled. That was one of the episodes that got pulled for the music stuff. Um, they completely deleted that episode. So I guess I could re-upload it completely. It'll just have a restart on its listens. It'll always be like last. Because I don't expect anybody to go through and listen to these old episodes. It's just get them up there. Get the archive up, man. Yeah, so if you're expecting that, hit be ready for Monday. There won't be a regular show Monday with Christmas, so I will not be doing anything this coming Monday. This is the last show for the holiday season. So happy holidays to every of my listeners out there. Uh, all of them, all of you, I appreciate you every single day of my life. Some of you got text messages while Brandon was on ketamine about this a couple of days ago. Um, you can listen to the other podcast if you want to hear more about that. Also, this is a tough time of year for a lot of people. Um, if you're, you know, obviously if you're struggling, you can reach out to me or you can reach out to those who can help. Like, you know, this is a tough time. Make sure you're looking out for one another. Um, holidays, as much as they want to put it on TV is the happiest time of the year for a lot of people. It's not. Is one of the hardest times of year, so make sure you're looking out for each other out there. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into um, let's talk about the MLS stuff first, and then we'll go into the crew or not the crew, the Liverpool Football Club, the Mighty Reds of Liverpool, and where they're at. Um, the only thing going on, the crew had the super draft. I really don't care about the draft that much. Um, I guess there is like some talent that comes out of it. That's how we got Schulte. Arfston looks like he could be a decent player. So I mean, it's not like a complete waste. 
Um, but I don't care enough to know who we drafted. It's like, whatever. Um, hopefully they're good. Hopefully they, I know we got a goalkeeper and I think we got a striker and a defender. I think, I don't know. I don't know anything, man. I know we got some international slots that have opened up through some trades. Um, I think, uh, old, uh, you know, Timmy B, I think he's going to be dropping some dimes this transfer window, man. I think he's going to be bringing some good players. I forgot we got that young defender from Barcelona, like their academy system. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I think he's like 18. Um, I know he came in last year, so hopefully he's uh, going to progress. Um, Barcelona Academy, If for most of my ignorant American like uh, friends here. Um, is a is just an, an incredible academy. It kind of dropped off in the years, mostly because Barcelona hasn't utilized it as much with their just stupid amount of money they spend. <laughs> like they for a while they could spend when they were putting uh, Frankie De Jong on like six hundred thousand dollars a week like salary, um, which cost them Messi in the end. I mean that's where Messi ended up coming through. That's where Xavi, uh, Iniesta, Sergio Busquets. That's where a lot of these guys came from. Um, La Masia. So anybody who has the talent to get there is a talented player. Um, not all of them make it. I mean, there's like Luis Alberto, who's a great player for Napoli. He couldn't make it at uh, at Barcelona. I remember he came to Liverpool. I felt like he didn't get a good chance. But at the same time, I don't know if he was a Premier League player. I don't know anything. Whatever. Um, yeah, so like to have a player like that in the system kind of gets you excited. It's like, oh, man, this guy's trained against Xavi. Or not Xavi, uh, Gavi. And he's like probably, um, oh, who's the other one? Pedrity. Uh, the new kid, the 16-year-old, or I can't remember his name off the top of my head, with his braces. I mean, Ansu Fati, he probably played alongside him. Eh, maybe not. Fati might be a little bit too old for him. But whatever. You know, it's cool. Whatever. But the big deal with the MLS this week was, uh, once again, is just how stupid they are, the ignorance of them. Um, all the momentum I had about being this crew fan, and like, man, this has been so much fun, MLS stuff, you know. Almost like, yeah, you know what? They don't have relegation. It's stupid. They don't have like all the great stuff. They play the wrong schedule, whatever. I'm still getting into it. It was fun. It's like, you know, it gives me, you know, as Liverpool season kind of getting going, you know, as they're in like group stage of Europe and, you know, we're not quite the festive period with the Premier League. So we can really see how the sh season's ready to go into like overdrive into the new year. Um, I get to go and like to finish the crew season. Like, cool. As they start, the crew's going into overdrive. And as they finish, the Liverpool's going to overdrive. So I get footy. 24 7 365 you know it's great time um they went ahead and just go ahead and kick me in the nuts this past week so mls has decided to pull out of the u.s open cup and now only will send youth teams to go play them um that's stupid it's stupid one it should be up to the teams like the u.s open cup has been around for like over 100 years mls has been around since 1996 mls is trying to act like they started footy in, in like the United States um, there it's just ignorance. It's just like people are defending it in some ways, some out of ignorance because they don't get it. And then some are just, I talked about the other night of just like people who want to defend, like who think that for some reason that since rich people made a decision, it's got to be the right decision because they're rich. How else will they get there? Only smart people are rich. Not the case at all. Once you get to know any of them, um, it's basically at the end of the day, what it is, is the MLS and the owners are trying to control Messi Mania so nobody else gets money except them out of it. That's really what it comes down to. You know, so if they had to play Pittsburgh or they had to play Dayton or they had to play, um, I'm trying to think like Birmingham Legion, San Diego Loyals, team like that that's in the uh, NASL or even teams farther down the way, um, Sacramento, um, those teams would get a huge cut if they had to get Messi at home. Like they'd get a huge cut of profits, they get a big amount of money. 
pretty good amount of money. They get sellouts. They get different attention. Just like, yeah, they'd be great. And the MLS doesn't want that. They want to basically kill the game at the grassroots level and have all their money. It's short-sighted. It's ignorant. It's stupid. Um, I'm seeing crew fans like, well, we didn't like, uh, nobody's really cared about it till the past few days. I'm like, no, it's like, the crew have not taken it seriously for the past couple seasons. They play it mostly as a way to get young kids some time. And that's what a lot of cups are. You kind of see where you're at. If you end up getting around to like the quarterfinal like level or maybe like the round of 16, or that is the quarterfinal level. Or no, quarterfinals will be eight. Um, the 16, like the final 16, all of a sudden it's like, you'd start seeing the big guns play. You know, that's kind of how it is. Like with Liverpool even, when they play the League Cup, I don't expect to see Allison playing in the August or the September League Cup game. But when it comes to the February final, I expect the seam because it's a cup. It's a chance to win a title. It's a chance to add silverware. It's a chance to grow the brand of like, and also grow the reputation of your club as being a winner, becoming a serial winner. You're taking away, you're putting all your money in the league's cup, which I don't mind the league's cup, but really it's just, it's just whatever. It's just once again, MLS just being stupid and short sighted and just wanting all their money in ours, 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 and fuck you. Apologies. Um, F you to all the North American soccer clubs. Like, screw you. We want all of our money. You don't get any of this. And that's really at its heart. They just want they want all the messy money to themselves. They want everything to themselves. They want to act like they're the saviors of everything. It's trash. It's trash. A cup run is magical, man. And I'm going to get to cup runs here in a few minutes when I talk about Liverpool. And, like, what's going on there? It's just, like, uh, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's stupid. And like I said, it's just a kick in the nuts, man. It's just, it's turning its back on the rest of the, like the rest of the soccer out there. Because if they do that, it just builds a better like system, like better grassroots, more exposure. Cause like, that's the t- thing with like the smaller teams, the like North America soccer club teams, like, you know, in Birmingham or Dayton as the teams I've already mentioned and stuff like that. Uh, Detroit who knocked the crew out a couple years ago. That's a big deal for them, by the way, that's a big deal for those teams to get a chance to test themselves against professionals. There's players from that Sacramento team that made a run all the way to the final couple years ago, who then got really much better contracts with professional clubs because they made that run because they got better exposure. But the MLS does not want that. They don't want that. They don't expose anybody to anything other than what they have. It's just a monopoly. That's all That's all American sports is over and over again. It, is, it ends up going down to a monopoly, an illegal monopoly somehow, a legal one, which there's about to be the Super Cup is about to try to come back tomorrow, which which at the same time, I mean, UEFA is not better, but geez, if they do a close, like the whole thing is they want to close it off to make sure their teams are always in it. And that's the issue. It's like, no. That breeds horrible ownership. That's the issue they don't get. Barcelona's like, oh, we want to have a Super League. Because then that guarantees them money and gets them out of the horrible financial debt they put themselves in. It'll help them way get them out. Because, I mean, they played a game today. They play a game tomorrow in America. They played today in Spain. Wednesday in Spain. They play tomorrow in America. That's right. Players are flying after a game to go play a friendly in America, then play at the weekend again in Spain. Because they're so desperate for money. Once again, they don't care about the players. That's what all these leagues are. They don't give a shit about the players. And that's what... I mean, I'm I'm getting all over the place right now. Let's focus up. Where did I start this at? I was talking about the US Open Cup. Started talking about Barcelona. Super League. Kinda. I don't know if I want to go there. Super League. Anyway. Basically, they want to close it off. And basically become like the American sports system. Where no matter how bad of an owner you are and how bad your team is routinely... You get to be in the league and you get to make that money. You get to make the extra billion dollars or whatever it's going to be. Like, it's stupid. Ignorance. 
Like you see it in the NFL right now. You have the Carolina uh, Panthers uh, owner who's getting a lot of flack for just being horrible, like a horrible owner. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to him. He's got to have some horrible thing about him, like Snyder had, Dan Snyder from the Redskins, to be forced out. That's the only way. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, Roman Abramovich with Chelsea, when he got forced out, that was, like, unprecedented. They forced him to sell his club. That's because of all the Russia stuff. But, yeah, like, that doesn't happen. Like, man, like, the Castellini, it's just, I'm getting all over the place. I'm getting all over the place. Let's slow it down. Let's focus up. Bad ownership. The Castellini's for the Reds. They want to be able to do fire sales if there is relegation and promotion. If they would lose out on the TV contracts because they didn't put a good product on the field, which they're going to lose their TV contract anyway because nobody's carrying baseball anymore. Ballet Sports is going to go belly up any day now, it seems, or they have no idea what's going on. Um, they wouldn't be able to have fire sales. They wouldn't be able to do that. They'd have to be good owners all the time. They'd have to put money into the team all the time to make sure it's a functional, good team, which is what you should be doing every single season. It's like you shouldn't have these whole trust the processes and that other bullshit. We're just going to be really bad for the next three years so we can get all these draft picks together. They were going to be really good. Screw that shit. Be good now. Do your best now. Ugh. 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 I don't want to cite these guys for these older guys in these contracts. Well, then get out of the league. You don't want... like. This is competition at the end of the day. That's why I say, well, it's a business. No, this is competition at the end of the day. This is competition first. That's what sports are. They're competition first. No, we've, we've allowed this whole like, idea that, no, well, it's business. we got to run the business side of it. I don't care. I don't care if you bankrupt yourself. Go fuck. Oh, I caught myself a little there. Go forget yourself. Ha ha. I'm doing much better with this cursing stuff. I'm so much better. So great at it. Um, yeah, and this, I don't know, man. I've got way on a tangent here. I got way off on a tangent, didn't I? Jesus. Now, nah, but the, you know, they're, the MLS is cutting everybody else out, making sure they get all theirs. It's billionaires basically closing off the system, this legal monopoly that sports in America is allowed to be. Um, it's, it's awful. Like I said, and it kicked like me right in the nuts with all the momentum that MLS had in the last like couple weeks with the Cruz uh, title run. But man, I get this like, and they're trying to say, well, we're trying to ease the fixture con- congestion. You know, we don't want these guys playing too many games. It's like, shut up, shut up. You're not thinking one bit about the players. You're not thinking one bit about the players. You're thinking about your freaking pockets. That's all you're thinking about. Stop it. You know, if you were worried about fixture congestion, you wouldn't have created a tournament and put it right smack dab in the middle of the season where you put the whole season on hold to play a league with Mexico for a couple weeks. I like I like the League's Cup idea. I think it's kind of interesting, um, you know, because, like, you know, you have, like, the CONCACAF uh, Champions League, but, I mean, I'm not going to – I'm no offense to, like, Dominican Republic or Haiti or Honduras or uh, Costa Rica, nations like that, they don't quite have like the financial backing and the financial infrastructure to compete against Mexico, compete against the United States on that type of level. So, I mean, it's always going to be Mexico and U.S. So it's like, eh. so I guess League's Cup can kind of cut through that. At the same time, Mexico's just getting their season started. So none of their teams look great. I mean, how many times did MLS teams is like absolutely batter them? But yet they can never win the con- like the Champions League. Like I think they've won like one or twice, maybe more than that. I don't know anything. But you put the League's Cup right in the smack dab, which I don't get why they stopped the whole season. Like, uh, I don't know. And they're like, oh, LA played 53 games this season. I'm like, I expect Liverpool to play 53 games every single year. I want Liverpool playing 53 games every single year. That means they're competing 
if you didn't have such restrictive roster rules, maybe it wouldn't be such a problem. But what do I know? What do I know? You know, I know nothing. I don't know much of anything. Pretty damn stupid most of the time. That was a wild tangent. I don't know if any of it made sense. Nothing makes sense. This is Brandon. This is Monster 8 Pilot. Nothing makes sense ever. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, it's garbage. Uh, I don't know. I'll try to sell my league. I, w- I won't opt into the League's Cup this year. I definitely won't do that. Not worth it. Like, you know, they complain. It's like, oh, there's a whole lot of people at these games. It's like, what? Well, I mean, man, the Club America was sold out. You know why? Because it's, you know, a lot of Hispanic people in Columbus who are huge fans of Club America finally got to see their team. Like, when I went to the Minnesota League's Cup game, the Minnesota one, place was quarter full. It wasn't sellouts. Didn't do nothing. It was like, yeah, it was a quarter full. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I said, it's just, it's all motivated by greed. I am getting so tired with sports of the greed, and I'm so done with it. It's just exhausting that every single thing has to be about why this guy who already has way too much money needs to make more money. I don't care. I want a good product on the field more than anything. God, dude. I was talking about the Panthers owner, wasn't I? Yeah. Apparently he sucks. He's like very meddling and he doesn't know anything. He's like a big doofus and he's like ruined the franchise. And like he's going to have they made that stupid trade last year they could have you know picked second and they could have picked whoever didn't get chosen first and they would have like had that little back pocket excuse if that guy ended up not being good but no they had to trade up to the first pick take Bryce Young and then let CJ Stroud go second and CJ Stroud looks like an absolute animal in the NFL and I knew that was going to happen because I'm very smart but also you just watch the game like he's got that type of factor about him and then they traded like their first round pick this year, and they're going to pick number one overall again. So what? The Bears get to choose number one. I'd still take Marvin Harrison Jr. I'd ride one more year with Justin Fields. I'd ride one more year with Justin Fields. Give me Marvin Harrison Jr. Like quarterbacks are moving again. This isn't like you know where it's much so impossible to find a franchise quarterback unless it's through the draft. Like quarterbacks move all the time now. Like you never know who's going to be available in a couple of years. Like you know, could see. I mean, Kyler Murray's not good enough, but he could be moving. Um, Please take Deshaun Watson from the like the Browns. I hate his guts. Um, yeah, there's, you never know. You never know who's moving now. So I mean, I don't know. Right with Justin Fields one more year, give him like two elite receivers, DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. Give him two elites. Uh, that their tight end seems solid. I mean, the running game's coming along. Like, I th- I would ride one more year with him. One, I also don't think Caleb Williams is an answer. I don't think he's going to – I don't know. I just, they say generational. I'm like, how can he be generational when Trevor Lawrence was like two years ago or three years ago? It's like, you know how generations work? <laughs> you know? Which he doesn't look great right now either. But, I mean, in terms of like actual prospects, he was the generational prospect. Caleb Williams is not a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence was. Not even close. But whatever. What am I getting into? I think C.J. Stroud is a better prospect as well as than Caleb Williams in my opinion. But, whoa, you know what I know I'm only – Highly intelligent. How do I get into an NFL tangent? Whatever. Fuck billionaires. That's the end of the story. And I'm not going to apologize for that F word. I'm not going to do it. Ain't going to do it. Because I believe in that one. Uh, Let's get into Liverpool. Let's calm it down a little bit. I almost forgot to do this episode tonight. So I'm kind of wired. Like uh, I was sitting there just doing something. I was like, 
oh crap, it's Wednesday. I got to do the podcast because usually I don't work Wednesday, so I know when to do it. But then I worked today and I was like, I got home, I was doing stuff. I'm like, oh shoot, I got to do the podcast, bruh. That's what we're doing. Liverpool were god awful over the weekend, nil nil with Manchester United. Um, I know some people were really expecting us to blow them out of the water. I don't know. I, I think I talked about it last week. We're not exactly playing very well at the moment. Nobody's firing. Like, Sobo's even kind of falling off a little bit. Backline's been good. I think Simi's played great in spite in uh, Robbo's uh, stead. Um, We've been bailing out. I mean, we had to come back from behind. We had to score two goals in two minutes to beat Fulham at home. Um, We needed a red card from IU against Crystal Palace to take that game over and win 2-1. Like, we're not playing great. We also lost in the Europa League, but we played a lot of kids. Kwanzaa got his first goal. Good for him. Very excited for him. Uh, completes the alphabet for Liverpool. Now Liverpool has had a player score with every letter of the last name. So, like, first letter of every last name has scored for Liverpool. He was the Q. He was the missing link. So, good for him. We lost 2-1. Like I said, we played a lot of kids, a lot of youngsters. Um, but the United game, we put, like, it was just... We weren't very cutting edge. Everybody was seen to be doing the same thing. It was just no ideas, no attacking invention. Like, I don't know. Nobody was firing, but we were firing today, though. And that's not good because Crystal Palace beat, well, not beat, they uh, took points off of, whatchamacallum, you know? Man City. They took points off Man City, so Man City dropped points. Well, it's like every game except, I think, one. That time that City have dropped points, we have like also dropped points. Like Every single time they drop points, we do too, except once. Yeah, they've dropped in seven games. They've lost three, drawn one. We've drawn five and lost one. It feels like every single time they drop points, we drop points. And I know Arsenal's ahead of us by one point, but I'm still more worried about Man City than Arsenal. Um, Arsenal has the added like one have kind of bottled it at the end of the season the past two seasons a couple years ago going top four they choked it down the stretch last year going for the title they choked it down the stretch like i don't know i don't trust them also they have the europe like adding european games now i think i saw a stat like Saka at arsenal has already almost played more minutes this year than he did all of last year which is insane to think it's only december man um yeah so we haven't been playing well and like I said, little lost advantage, especially because we play Arsenal this weekend at Anfield. If we come away with that win, yeah, I mean, we'll be four points clear of Man City win if we could have got the win over uh, Man United like we should have. All of a sudden, you had three more or two more points to us, and now we're six points clear. And I was like, we're heading into the festive period. I have a six-point cushion. That'd be great, especially with the way Man City loves to play down the stretch where they don't lose after the new year. <laughs> like... We need cushions there. Like it's just uh so it's missed opportunity. United looked horrible, but United is horrible. But they just parked they parked the bus, they battened down the hatches, put nine guys behind the ball, tried to hit on counterattacks that they never came close to hitting on, and refused to be beaten. I mean, that's a huge result for them because I mean they they've been awful. I mean, I know it looks like what they're like sixth or seventh or something like that, but I mean they have been awful this season. But they nick points of us in the infield. That's something for them. And I don't know. I think some people have gotten kind of into the idea that, you know, we've had these insane results, like the 4-0, 5-0, 7-0. Like, 
that's wild that those happened basically over a two season span or a three season span or whatever. Well, two season span, yeah, yeah. One year is beat them five nil and four nil in the same year, right? Yeah, something like that. Then we beat them seven nil last year. Like that's insane. It's not sustainable. Like I was hoping for a two nil. Um, we dominated the game overall, but like we just couldn't do anything and we just couldn't get goals. And that's been the issue. It's like, we're not creating great chances. Um, it feels like Diaz and, uh, I was always a big fan of Diaz and Nunez playing together. Cause it seemed like they want to get in each other's way. And then it seemed like they're always getting each other's way. It seems like we're getting so narrow on everything. I don't know. It's just been, it's frustrating. So I don't know. It's frustrating. Steve Cooper lost his job today as well. So we continue the premier league, um, Kind of round up where he lost his job yesterday. I can't remember now. Uh, sad. I like Steve Cooper a lot. It makes sense. I mean, they've spent so much money on players and so many different players. I mean, they've signed like 30, like like 40 players over two years. Like They're kind of like Chelsea without having the massive transfer fees and also having the the uh, gross, like working their way around the rules and finding loopholes to make it all work. Um, and does not results. Like I know their their owner's highly ambitious at Forest, uh, Greek guy. I can't remember. His name. I was reading an article about it today. I know um, him and Cooper didn't always see eye to eye. I like Steve Cooper a lot. He was a Liverpool youth coach for a while. He did a good job at Swansea. Won a under 17s World Cup with, that he managed. He'll get jobs. Um, they brought in uh, Nuno, who used to be the manager at Wolves, manager at Tottenham. Um, I like Nuno. I think some people are like, oh, this is ambition. It's like. I don't know. I feel like Nuno has gotten a bad rap because of his time at Tottenham. Like his time at Tottenham was just wrong place, wrong time, wrong manager, wrong club, wrong everything. That was the worst hire Tottenham could have made was Nuno. He's been right there at the top as like the worst signing or worst manager they could have gotten. It just made no sense. And it was a disaster from day one. What he made like 10 games and he was let go. Like it was just a disaster. It was like whenever Liverpool got Roy Hodgson. It's like Roy's a solid manager, but he's not that level, you know, and especially at the the state that Spurs were in, like that was a t- horrible time for him to take that job. So I think this is a good uh, signing or a good manager signing for Nottingham Forest. Um, I still think the three that are already down there, staying down there, Luton, Burnley, Sheffield. I know Sheffield's played a little bit better of late, but I don't know. The six point hole might be too much. <laughs> Everton continue to like, Everton picked the best year ever to get all these uh, points deductions because, like, they're they're finding ways to win. They're finding ways to do a job. But, my God, like, that team's still not very good. But they're finding ways to do things be- because the league's kind of bad. Like, there's some bad teams. <laughs> there's three horrible teams at the bottom. Forest hasn't been great. Bournemouth is now in, like, 14th and looking like world beaters because they're playing decent. Wolves, who is like a lot of people's favorites to get relegated, are playing all right enough to be 13th. Like if Liverton, if Everton, who I thought like that team's awful and it kind of is awful, if they don't have that points deduction, they're sitting in eighth place or tied with Brighton in ninth. They'd be right behind Brighton because Brighton has a better goal differential. They'd be ahead of Chelsea by four points. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. I know uh, Arsenal won. Villa won. I know they had to come from behind victory over Brentford. I think Brentford got a red card and Villa turned the game around. Um, Spurs, I think, rebounded. Newcastle's back up to sixth. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild time. It's it's the festive period. It's about to get wild, man. We're going to have what? How's that work again? 
talking about fish fixture congestion. Come on. Can we just go here? Can we just go here? Let's see. So we got Saturday. So Thursday we got Palace and Brighton. We got Villa Sheffield on Friday. And we got the big stuff happening. On the 23rd, West Ham, Man U, Fulham, Burnley, Luton, Newcastle, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Spurs, Everton, Liverpool, Arsenal. Let's see. Let's predict all this stuff. Huh? Let's do it. I'm going to do it. And you're going to keep track of it for me. West Ham beat United. Well, let's go to the other one. I think Palace and Brighton will play to a draw. Uh, Villa will beat Sheffield. West Ham beat United. Because West Ham better rebound after the performance today. Fulham versus Burnley. I'm going to put that as a uh, Fulham win. Luton over Newcastle. That's going to be, that'll be a tough game because Luton's at home. Luton has played very well at home. I mean, nick the point off us. We're leading in the Arsenal game. We're leading in the Manchester City game. They're tough at home. Um, I still think Newcastle will get a win there. Yeah. Forest, I think, will get a nice new manager bounce. I think they'll win that game. And then uh, Spurs will beat Everton and will beat Arsenal. No problem. Then Manchester City-Brentford is postponed. Any particular reason why? I don't know. Then Wolves and Chelsea. Wolves win because Chelsea sucks. <laughs> also, my thoughts out to, um, oh, shoot, what's his name? Tom Locker, Lock, Lockyer from Luton. Uh, collapsed on the field last week and then the game against Bournemouth. Uh, scary situation. That's the second time he's collapsed. He collapsed during, the I think, the championship final when they got promoted. Um, I guess he's got like a, like a, is it exercise-induced irregular heartbeat and causing him to pass out? And like, I don't know, man, when it happens the second time, I guess he had like a cardiac, they called it a cardiac event. Um, man, it sucks when, like, if he has to retire, like it, you, your like basically your livelihood, your career, everything you've worked for is taken away from you for something you can't really control. Like, uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, but he seems to be doing good overall. Um, at least what I've seen. So hopefully he continues on the road to recovery or they can get it figured out. Maybe he can play again, but at the same time, I don't know if it's worth it. That's why I've always wondered about Christian Erickson. Like whenever he died on the pitch and they brought him back to life, like, why would you come back and play this game? Like, I just feel like it's such a risk. I'm like, man, you've made your money. Like, get out if you can. Lockyer, though, obviously, with Luton, not like a – probably doesn't have retirement money, but, you know, you definitely have something somewhere. Like, uh, God, that's terrifying. I just – getting a notification about it. I was like, they had to stop the game and postpone it, and they're going to have to replay it. Like, it's terrifying. Well, I think we had that uh, right when I first started. There was a player at Bolton. I don't think he did. He, I think he passed. Let's see. Nope. Yeah, Fabrice Muamba. Yeah, I remember that. That was like right when I first started watching Liverpool, or one of the first years. So 2012, yeah, he had a cardiac arrest right in the middle of the first half. Like, oh my god, man, terrifying. Um, kind of hard to segue now. <laughs> Sorry. Then we go right into Tuesday Boxing Day, so we'll have games on Tuesday as well. We go to Burnley. We better win that freaking game because Burnley sucks. Burnley will probably figure it out by then. Nick something. 
bucks. And that's the thing. Like, ugh, play the 20 freaking third and then go 26, play another game. And then it's like, where are we at? And then our next game would be Saturday. Yeah. I'm getting lost here. Sunday. Monday. Actually, that's not bad. Is it? That's nah, actually not that bad. You get like a week off. Whatever. You know, a couple years ago, it was like we played on the 30th and then play out, had to play on the 1st. And I was like, God, fix your congestion. Whatever. Anyways, the other result for Liverpool, 5-1 over West Ham today in the League Cup, the EFL Cup, whatever they want to call it, the Carabao, the Carling, the Capital One. I don't give a crap a cup. <laughs> It's, it, I do get crap now because we're in the semis. Uh, yeah, five one. Uh, completely different team. Looked like we played uh, Darwin out on the left and played Gakpo through the center, Mo on the right. Especially in that second half, we started running rampant. It was good stuff. We dominated the game, especially in the first half. I don't think they got a shot in the first half. Um, Sobo with a really well taken goal from outside the box into the far corner, bottom corner. Mm. Uh, Yakpo should have scored one in the second half or in the first half, right at the end, but he missed the header. Uh, we were on top. Then we had a great ball in from Darwin into Curtis, and Curtis finished right between Ariola's legs. It was beautiful five hole. Uh, made it two nil, three nil. Gakpo scores one with his right foot. Absolute laser, man. He has such wonderful technique when he strikes the ball. He strikes the ball so pure. It's great. He's going to score goals. It's going to come. It's going to start flowing soon. Hopefully, with this little uh, kind of formation shift, it's going to be happening a lot more regularly. Um, then right after that, Jaron Bowen got one back for him with a really well taken goal. Beat Al, uh, beat Kelleher to the far post. Um, kind of bullied Kwanzaa a little bit on the ball. I was so worried about the their size and James Ward Prowse's um, dead ball delivery, which he didn't play in the first half. He came in the second half, but like they got some big guys on that team. And James Ward Prowse from set pieces is deadly. That's why like Thomas Susek, he's like a six four defensive midfielder. He's got seven goals already this season. Man, he's that's danger right there. Um, but we restored the lead. Mo missed a wonderful chance after, uh, Darwin hit the post from a really good shot. It came right back to Mo. Mo was easily onside, everything. And he just somehow put it wide, like just a really bad miss from Mo. Then a few minutes later, he got his goal anyway. Yeah. Beat Ariola to his far right, left hand side. It's good stuff. And then Curtis got himself a second one. Weaved through the defense about two minutes later. Put it away 5-1. Boom. Into the semis. Got a two-legged semi. Uh, yesterday, we had Chelsea beating Newcastle on penalties. We had Fulham beating Everton on penalties. And then we had um, Middlesbrough beating Port Vale. I think it was like 3-0. I'm not sure if Port Vale got one back at the end, but I know it was 3-0 last time I looked. So that leaves us, of course, the FA uh, rigged the... Uh, draw for the next round because they got to make sure because obviously the favorites would be like Chelsea and Liverpool for the final and that'd be the big matchup so they made sure that's the most likely outcome so they we get Fulham for the semifinal and Chelsea get Middlesbrough and I say the reason why they went that way is because um I would pick Fulham to beat Chelsea over two legs because Chelsea's not very good but Fulham's not the biggest club as Chelsea so they made sure they gave Middlesbrough the team from the lower league because it's much more plausible they beat them than, you know, beat Fulham or beat us to go to a final. So they made sure we stayed away from each other so we could play each other in a final. I'm so sick of playing Chelsea in finals to beat them on penalties. It's it's lame. It's stupid. It's dumb. 
Um, I would much rather Middlesbrough or Fulham had their moment in the sun at uh, um, at Wembley, which could still happen. I mean, still happen. Middlesbrough can give them a good game, hopefully. Maybe nick one off of them. I'd love that, you know. And the same thing, I mean, Fulham's not going to be a pushover. I mean, they took us to the limit here at Anfield. You know, they took us to the limit. We had to get two goals within two minutes to win the game. So hopefully we can get, you know, run out in that first game, get a nice little cushion to go into the second game, and then, you know, go to Wembley and win ourselves another cup. That would be beautiful. be a beautiful thing. Hopefully we play Middlesbrough. Hope this blows up in the FA's face. That's all I want to say. Because <laughs> it's obviously rigged. Like, as soon as they start talking about the draw, I'm like, nah, they're, me, us and Chelsea will be on the opposite side. We'll probably get Fulham, and they'll get Middlesbrough. Because they're much more likely to beat Middlesbrough than they are to Fulham. And, you know, we're just favored to beat everybody. So they will make sure we get Fulham and Chelsea will get Middlesbrough. And that's what happened because the FA in England is so damn corrupt. And it's the same thing I was talking about earlier with like you're making their money. That's all that matters. It's not the actual on-field product. They just want to make money. They'll destroy the on-field product. If they think for some reason that they'll make more money if they uh, play 10 minutes of the game, then everybody has to sit down and like do yoga for like two minutes or something like that. They'll start doing that. They'll force that into the game. It's like, oh, well, that's what people want. That makes the money. It's like, it's not competition. It's stupid. It was a horrible example. Not great with examples off the top of my head, especially when I haven't been thinking about it all day. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, happy, happy that we got firing today. Darwin looked like a completely different man on the left. And I remember that game, Benfica, whenever it became apparent, like, we need to sign this kid. Um, I felt like he was coming off the left. I really felt like that was a thing. I think I'm pretty sure about it. Lucho has not been up to it. I don't know if his head's completely just kind of gone with all the situation with his family. Um, he's his head's just been, he's just not doing what made him so great when he came to us. Um, hopefully he gets it turned around. Harvey, I think is looking much better. Uh, he's so freaking confident. Harvey Elliott is so freaking confident. I wish I could be that confident about anything I do in my life. <laughs> He is just taking shots from anywhere. Like, and he hits the ball well. He's got great technique. He's a great technical ball player. Um, Curtis Jones getting some goals is great. Endo, Wataru Endo, has been a man for the past few weeks. Like He has just been the guy for us in the midfield. I think he's been immense the past few weeks getting these starts. Um, Sobo getting a great goal, playing much better. I mean, he was kind of a ghost in the Manchester United game. Um, Gravenberch should be back. I know he had a hamstring issue, but they said it was more fatigue than actual injury. I think he should be back by the weekend. Yoto should be back by the weekend, is, if I'm hearing correctly. Uh, the big issue is obviously Matip towards AC. Uh, like, no, he hurt his knee pretty bad. I can't remember if it was ACL or MCL, but I know he's out for the rest of the year, which is really sad. I love Matip. Um, then Robbo's still a little bit of ways off, but Simi's playing great. My issue is just that Simi is playing a lot of games right now. And um, I know we got him off today. Bradley, not Bradley. Was it Bradley? Chambers or Bradley came in for him. Um, Simi's got... Simi's not a great athlete. That's his issue. But he does deliver a good ball. And he's going to... Like, if he gets a good run on the team, you do see the effort there. Sometimes when he doesn't get the run on the team, he really lacks confidence when he comes into a game. Especially as a sub or if he comes starts, like, you know, kind of the odd game it doesn't really seem like he's up and at it. Like he almost needs like those two or three games to get himself really going. And I, or he needs that really that extra push. Like, okay, Robbo's out. It's up to me to kind of really nail down the spot right now. And that's what he's doing. I think he's playing great. Um, I don't know. I'm still, you know, hesitant to call this team, you know, ready to win a quadruple. 
<laughs> It'd be crazy if they did. We still now haven't got the FA Cup stuff going on. So I don't know, man. Um, otherwise, I mean, uh, Portsmouth won. They're still way top of the league. Uh, Preston, man, when Preston loses, they love to get throttled. Oh, my God. They got throttled 5-1 by Watford, man. Like, it's that's been the MO of this season is, like, they'll play well, and then when they lose, they get destroyed. That's, like, the third or fourth. That's probably, like, the fourth or fifth time probably this season, actually, that they've given up four or five goals. Like, that is mm, it's a little scary. I know Lowe wants to play offensive football, but man, come on. Uh, Tramere's playing better. I know they got themselves up out of the relegation zone. Hibernian, I think, is like fourth. Good for them. Messina is always touring around that relegation spot down there in Italy, man. It's my boys down there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I have much else for you tonight. It's kind of a wild episode. I was not expecting to go into such a wild, crazy tangent at the very beginning that spanned way too much and probably made zero sense whatsoever. But hey, this is Monster H Pilot. That's what you expect. Nothing to make sense. I'm watching Lost for the love of God. Um, I'll be back, I guess, next Thursday with another sports episode. Um, make sure you got the eyes out. If you want to check out the old episodes, they'll be up on Monday. Um, after that Thursday show, I guess we'll be back to the regular schedule. Maybe I'll take it off next week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Roll play by ear. We party. Um, other than that, thank you so much for listening, understanding all the fun stuff. Like what you heard, spread a good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can find the Monster 8 the Pilot Podcast. You can watch Spotify if you want to. Also, if you want to be on the show, let me know. If you've got questions, let me know. If you've got the answers, just let me know. We'll do it together, all of us in together, and we'll eventually make it. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. 10-4, Daddy-O. Let's get the hell on out of here. <laughs>